and welcome to the Nourishing Soulfully podcast, a podcast for those who wish to live a gentler, kinder way of life. Oh, I am so delighted to have you here. This is season two of the podcast and I'll be interviewing some truly wonderful souls on their journey in self-kindness. But first, I'd better introduce myself. I'm Peter, a self-kindness and intuitive eating coach. I live in Cornwall and work with soulful nourishers all over the world with one-to-one and group coaching programs. I always have a cup of tea in my hand and a cat within stroking distance. Be sure to follow me on Instagram. Just search at Nourishing Soulfully and visit nourishingsoulfully.co.uk for updates on new courses, workshops and one-to-one offerings. At the moment on the website, there's a brilliant five-day video course on creating balance in your life, which is free of charge and you can join the Nourishing Soulfully Club too to gain access to the library full of workshops, courses, ebooks, and audio meditations and breathing techniques. But that's enough about me for now. Let's delve into this week's episode of the Nourishing Soulfully podcast. Hello and welcome to this episode of the podcast and today I'm joined by a very special guest. On Instagram stories I put out there right at the beginning, um, just before we actually even started recording this season of the podcast, I was like, who do you want on the podcast? Who do you want me speaking to? Um, And much to my delight, many people said they'd like Cat Dad on the podcast. So Cat Dad, who's also known as Fraser, my other half, is here on the podcast with us today for this episode. Welcome to the pop, welcome to the pop, welcome to the podcast, Cat Dad. Top of the pops. <laughs> welcome. Welcome. How do you feel about being on the podcast? Ecstatic. <laughs> so hopefully Cat Dad's going to warm up a little bit to being on the podcast um, with the first question, which he's already said feels is going to cause divorce. No comment. So, <laughs> the first question is, what are the three best qualities that you love about each other? <laughs> you can go first. Maybe. Oh, actually, before we start, I would like to um, say that no, we haven't put got... together this, this list of questions. I think these questions... a fair way to decide who goes first. We're going to flip a coin. Okay. These questions have been sent in heads by tails. Soulful Nourishers on Instagram. I'm going to go heads. Oh, I answer first. So, the best... Three qualities that you love about each other. So three things that I love about you are you, when I'm having a flare up, you know exactly the right things to do. You're really good at supporting me and helping me. Um, you, There's got to be more than one. Hang on. You should just be able to reel these up. I can. You make me laugh even when I don't want to laugh. Um, and I mean that like if I'm annoyed, Fraser will always find a way to make me laugh. Um, and then finally is a, this is a big one phrase. This is huge. <laughs> That's what she said. You make a really good sandwich. <laughs> like really good, don't you? Oh yeah. Really good sandwich. Um, and also you're a very good tea maker too for someone who doesn't drink tea. What? So it's your go. What three things do you love about um, me? Three? Yep. Yeah. You drive. I I like I I like your drive. Not your driving. Your driving is horrendous. But you're I was dri- gonna say. I was so to, shocked. Then I was like, Oh my god! He likes to, my driving. You drive to do things and complete things and get things done. Yep. 
your ambition yep. and your goals and where you want to be mm. and you smile. Oh, oh, that's lovely. Um, so our Ooh. next question is, are you both missing Spain at all? Also, thank you for the sea views. They make my day. Oh, that's nice. Um, Phrase, are you missing Spain at all? No comment. No comment. <laughs> I am missing Spain. I'm really missing Spain. Um, we were talking about it yesterday, weren't we? Yeah, there's there's we many things which we miss, but there's also many things which are easier and accommodate the reason for moving to the UK. Yeah, exactly. And that's not to say that we will be here forever. We might be, we might not. Um, but, you know... Cornwall is a beautiful place to live mm-hmm. um, and we are very much enjoying being able to go surfing. Yeah. Um, I've been enjoying the colder weather and wrapping up warm during summer months but there are things I miss about Spain and what I found really interesting um, and we said this yesterday is that with the seasons, with each new season, I get like this huge pang of like homesickness is that what you call it? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's just because I really notice the changes of season. And so I think I'm like, I compare it to what the season change would have been like or is like in Barcelona. Yeah. So like now at the moment, we've just had quite a big season change from summer to autumn or autumn to winter, really. Um, never summer in Britain. <laughs> and I'm kind of comparing it to what this time of year would usually be like um, in Barcelona. Because usually like November time, you have um, the little like huts on the streets with um chestnuts chestnuts i'm trying to think of words in english chestnuts and sweet potato um and you know the the lights for christmas are starting to be out and um there's lots of excitement in the air and it is chilly but it's not this chilly um yeah, it's quite cold but it is quite cold i guess when the, when the sun goes away it's actually quite cold yeah in the evenings so next up when did your journey with kindness start do you reckon this is aimed at you, Phrase? I think it's exactly aimed at me, and I'm always kind to myself. <laughs> Too kind. Too kind. So when did my journey with kindness start? Um, oh, I don't think there was an, ever a start to this journey. Um, I was brought up to always be kind, to always think about what you say before you say it. Um, and kindness is... That's new. What? Which I knew that. (laughs) What, thinking before you say something? No, if you like that to me. (laughs) Um, I, I, one of my biggest values, something I value the most is kindness above everything else. So um, I think in terms of self-kindness though, that that journey started more... um, when I was looking at intuitive eating, um, when I was diagnosed with EDS, um, and I could kind of see that the way that I was kind of speaking to myself and treating myself wasn't helping me. It wasn't helping me move forward at all. I, I At times, it was actually hindering me. And so I guess, in a way, that's when that kind of started. Have you got any comments about self-kindness, Cat Dad? Anything to add? Uh, no comment. 
<laughs> you can't keep non- no commenting on the podcast. The whole like idea of a podcast is that you talk and have comments. What was the question? When did you start your kindness journey? Yeah. Well, start. When did you? When? When did your journey with kindness start? Yes. Wow, that was an interesting question, and I think it started a long time ago for you. <laughs> You have to get closer to the mic as well, okay? Why do I need to get closer? Because the waves are telling me. Oh dear. Can you hear me better now? Okay, thank you. It's like, what's that called? ASMR. ASMR. (laughs) So, Cat Dad, have you adapted... (laughs) Cat Dad, have you adapted to the fame of being Cat Dad? Also, what's the plan, Marvel or DC, and do you partner with Aquaman or Spider-Man? That is the question. There's a few questions in there. So first off, let's go with, have you adapted to the fame of being Cat Dad? I'm Cat Dad. You have to, it's not going to pick it up, it really is ASMR? Uh, come on. Have you adapted to the fame? I'm humble about it. You're humble about it. Cat Dad. Yeah. What's the plan? What plan? <laughs> it's a very general question. What's the plan? I don't know, you tell me. Marvel or DC? Marvel. And finally, do you partner with Aquaman or Spider-Man? Well, Spider-Man. Well, Spider-Man's a bit of both, isn't he? Spider-Man is a bit... Sorry, I'm a bit too far away, apparently. Spider-Man. Because Spider-Man goes... shoots a little website as rest, isn't he? He's cool. Mm. Okay. And he never seems to get older in films, just younger. Watch it. Yeah. True. Do you want to ask me the next question? Because I think that's about... I think that's to me. What is the scariest part about starting to eat intuitively? I could answer that one. Okay, then. You answer that one. I, the scariest part about eating intuitively is the feeling of overeating. Mm. So the understanding of the mind and the body, especially for me, in a mindset where... Because you're suddenly taking away all limitations and rules, rules on foods, for me, suddenly that packet of crisps, which is for sharing, or should be for sharing, or not technically should be, the larger packet of crisps you can buy, which mm. normally one would share, mm. I eat the whole thing. Or if I get a packet of Fox's biscuits, yeah, I smash the whole lot. And is that wrong to smash the whole lot? Makes me feel a bit bad. <laughs> okay, so when we're kind of thinking about how it makes you feel, we're not going. Then into therefore, this it's deeply. not kind. I know we're not going into this deeply, but it's not kind to yourself. So there aren't any shoulds or shouldn'ts. It's not an idea of you shouldn't eat a full packet of biscuits or you shouldn't eat a full pack of crisps. If it makes you feel amazing and energetic and vibrant, then yeah, absolutely. But if you're feeling like you have barely noticed you've eaten anything, you're past the point of comfortable fullness, you're not feeling very good, then that's not very kind to yourself. And like Cat Dad's really touched upon that really well there with that question on what's the scariest part about starting to eat intuitively that's what I hear from my clients um that what if if I give myself full permission to eat whatever I want I'm just going to go crazy I'm going to eat everything in my house and there's going to be nothing left in the cupboards and I promise you that is not what happens um and but it it takes time and we want to get there when we you know we don't want to go and give ourselves full permission if we're not quite ready if we're not ready to do it it's all about timing um and so i'd say if you would like to find out more about eating intuitively pop a message over to me visit my website um 
and definitely make sure that you stick to the kind of intuitive eating content out there by Elise Resch and Evelyn Triboli, who are the original creators of intuitive eating, because unfortunately, because it's become quite popular now, um, there are a lot of other people and celebrities endorsing different ways of eating intuitively, which actually aren't intuitive eating. There's a lot of rules there. And actually, it's got diet culture kind of well, the whole point throughout of the whole intuitively, thing. The one rule is there are no rules. There are no rules. Yeah. It's almost like Fight Club. I was about to say a bit like Fight Club. So next up, next question is, if you had to de- describe each other as an animal, what would they be? We didn't we touch upon this yesterday? No, you told me I was an oso perezoso. I did, and an oso perezoso is a sloth. Because you said to me, "What animal?" Let's not. No, like, I said made... I like one of my favorite. <laughs> one of my favorite things to do is lay horizontally. You said, <laughs> and you're he... like what, like a sloth? <laughs> no, actually, I think what happened, and no. correct me if I'm wrong. You said one of my favorite things to do is lay horizontally. What animal likes to lie horizontally? And no. no, you said. I'm like a sloth. Anyway, okay, so I would say Fraser is most like a sloth because, not because he lays horizontally all the time, but however, he will find any excuse to lie on the bed with Arthur, the cat. Um, I would say you are just so laid back, it infuriates me, as you know. I'm not a laid back person, soulful nourishers. I am not laid back, am I? I'm always doing something. There's always something on the go. Um, and I and it has to be done. Like if I want to do something, it's got to be done now. It's got to be done today. Um, Phrase. What what animal would you say I would be? A cat. A cat. Yeah, because you're a cat mum. Any reason? Other than I'm a cat mum. No, I've never thought about a question, so that's what I'm going with. Okay. Um, right. If you could visit anywhere in the world, where would you go? Phrase. Japan. Oh gosh, that was really quick. Has it got something to do with sushi? <laughs> no, I just think it would be a cool place to go. Yeah, it would. Um, I would visit, if I could go anywhere in the However, world... However, though, I'll take that back. Oh. I would like to go to either the North Pole or the South Pole. No, you stole it! I want to go to Christmas land! Well, I said either because on the North Pole you have polar bears and on the South Pole you have penguins. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, what? Penguins. <laughs> um, I would like to go to the North Pole. Or Hawaii. Hawaii? Yeah. Why Hawaii? The other place I'd like to go as well, there's many places I'd like to go, is Mongolia. Right. I don't think you've ever shared this with me. I would also like to go to Ireland. Whereabouts? I don't know. I haven't thought that far ahead yet. Anyway. <laughs> um, what do you love most about Cornwall? The sea. <laughs> Why are you laughing? What do you love most about Cornwall? I quite like the tin mines. Ah. Oh, that's nice. They're interesting. There's a lot of history there and heritage and also they are quite cool in the engineering. Mm-hmm. And the more I learned about them recently, actually, even more impressive. Like, I'll show you what, you know, the one? 
Pardon? That show we watched, you know, the one, that show, you, know, you go and tell Grandad you watch that show and you know what it is, that one? Yeah, that and show they, about railways. Yeah, and he said how, and he said how, how some guy in Cornwall revolutionised the world of corn of. Whoa, tins. whoa, whoa. Can we just rewind here a minute? You said that show we watched. Do you mean the show I watched and you fell asleep within the first two minutes and then I told you about it? I was still watching it. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Can you describe... Each other. In three words. Well, no, you said each can. What? Heinz, beans, tomato <laughs> soup. I think it's meant to be each other. Sweet corn. Can you describe each other in three words? Yeah. Go, Go on. first. Me first? Yeah, you lost the coin flip. Um, okay. Fraser in three words. <laughs> Lovely, funny, kind. Don't do it properly. <laughs> You've described me in three words. Fun. Fun. (laughs) And fun. No, I don't want to be known as fun time, Peter. (laughs) Do it properly. Smiley. Yeah. Cuddly. Yeah. Snuggly. Aww. Um, each answer this for the other one. Who would play them in a movie? <laughs> okay, I know who would you would want to play you in a movie. You would either want Zac Efron or Channing Tatum to play you in a movie. Phrase. Oh, as in, not a character, as in an actor or actress. Yeah, so who would play or Fraser? person. So I think you'd want Zac Efron or Channing Tatum because Fraser would... Fraser's uh, got an obsession with Zac Efron. Yeah, but doesn't know. It doesn't necessarily mean I'd want them to play me as a movie character. Oh. Who would you want to play you as a movie You know who apparently I do look a lot like? Oh, not the guy from... Um, what's it called? Skins. Skins. And also played Mad Max. Nicholas... <laughs> Nicholas something. Yeah. Oh. Not Cage. No. <laughs> I definitely don't want him to play me as an actor. Um, who would you, who would play me? I think you would quite like Emma Stone, isn't it? Who's she? Harry Potter girl. Hermione. Yeah. No. Or I don't know any actresses or actors. You're struggling, aren't you? Who's a person who played Dumbledore? <laughs> oh no, I know who you'd like. I know who you'd like. To play me? Yeah, Miriam, what's her name? And Miriam Margulies. That's the one. <laughs> but we're not alike. The whole idea is they're meant to be able to interpret She's very your like you. Because <laughs> about all this extreme weird stuff. Um, oh, that's such a good question. Right, eat. Um, money no object what would be your dream holiday together (laughs) phrase my dream holiday together would be going to the airport peter going to hawaii (laughs) not at the same time though where would the cats go nuh-uh i don't know we've never spoken i don't know i've always there's a bit of a ginger ninja bust up going on in the background did your one start that? St- uh, oh, no. Arthur, just, just, how you just Arthur, that was rude. That was Arthur's just kind of. I don't even is, know what to say. What he did then. 
just started a bus stop. It was like you're outside a nightclub, <laughs> queuing in line, and some guy just comes up and punches you in the face. That's what that was. Oh, dear. Um, right, dream holiday together. Do you know what my dream holiday would be? What? Get one of those, like, epic, luxurious campers. You know, like, the really cool ones, which are, like, the American dream kind of ones. Well, like a full-on, like, RV? Yeah. bus size one. of them, one. yeah. Take the cats. And just go driving all around the world. Nah. <laughs> I don't know. There's many different types of holiday you can go on. I'd like to, if I ever had the opportunity, to go around the world on a motorbike. Um, it's meant to be with me, Phrase. It's money, no objects. Yeah, in your dream holiday together. You could go in your RV and I could go on the <laughs> motorbike. <laughs> It's a bit like, but I wouldn't be telling you, but it's a bit like, you know, sometimes when we go surfing and I get a bit tired and so then you tow me whilst we're paddling about so then I don't have to paddle as much. <laughs> um, I said I'd, we'd like, I'd like to go to New Zealand with you. Yeah. I don't know. When there's no money. I don't know. Round the world trip. <laughs> Just go around the world. In the RV with the cats. Yeah. Um, I'm not keen on the RV thing. What? just us. Stay in really fancy hotels with the cats. I know, but they won't like that. They won't know the hotel rooms. The RV would become their home and they know it. Then they've got no stress. Um, right. What makes you laugh about one another in a nice way? In a nice way. <laughs> um, what makes me laugh about you? Um... Just things you do, really. You do things to make me laugh. Can't think of anything at the moment. What makes you laugh about me? When you get angry at me in Spanish sometimes. It makes then, you laugh? Well, then I know I'm in real trouble. And that makes you laugh? No, because then the next thing coming beyond that is when you look at me through your glasses. <laughs> <laughs> you have to explain that more. Look, like... So, because peace is shorter than me, when she gets... When she looks at me and her glasses are on her nose, obviously, and the easiest way I can explain it is those who have seen The Weakest Link, when Alan Robinson look beneath and go, you are the weakest link. That's what Pisa looks like looking through the top of her glasses, but up at me. Because I'm only little. You're only little. So, um, what do you think the future will hold? What do you think the future will hold, Phrase? Who knows? I think the future will hold... A dog. Maybe a dog. Maybe not. Maybe not. I don't think yet, but maybe. Maybe a little waggy-tailed, four-legged... I think, I think... ...addition to the family. When we spoke about moving to the UK, we had a good idea what we wanted from within the future. Since moving to the UK, our... And... I'm not going to say ambitions, mm. but our priorities and desires have changed to be more flexible. Yeah. So, for example... And I think that's a good thing. Yeah. So, for example, one of our big things was to move back to the UK to be able to buy a property to have somewhere to call home. Yeah. However, for us now, from what I understand from last time speaking, it was <laughs> to get to the point to be able to make that purchase. And then see how we feel and what we feel at that point in the future. Because 
things change, especially at the moment, so quickly and randomly that saying in five years' time for us, we want to own a house in, I don't know, Penzance in Cornwall is changing because things like the way Nourishing Soulfully is developing Mm. and jobs around develop and our desires, like one of the questions was, what do we feel about, well, what do you miss about Spain? Well, one of the things you miss is the culture of Spain. So would we want to go back because we miss the culture or would we want to go experience somewhere else and that sort of thing? Or would there be somewhere else which is better for us, the pets and our careers? Mm. I think what what the future does hold is some really exciting things for Nourishing Soulfully. Yeah. I'm sure of that. Um, and I'm working really hard behind the scenes at the moment yes. to make huge changes with Nourishing Soulfully that I hope will benefit and impact many, yeah. many people for like a your, very long time Your future for Nourishing Soulfully, even within, what, nine months of being in the UK, has not changed direction, but grown to a different level. Yeah, and it, and it just seems to be gathering I know that more and more mo- momentum at the moment. And, you know, as hopefully soon more and more will become clear but it's really tricky in business but that's also that has also come from like from your work because people have said the things you do for example needs to be out there more yeah yeah exactly so that's why it's changed um so if you could change the curriculum phrase i'm asking this to everyone on the podcast and i'm going to ask you if you could change the curriculum what do you wish was taught in primary and or secondary school I don't know what's in the curriculum now. Okay, if you could add it, what is there anything that you wish you were taught at school that you weren't? <laughs> can't say that. You can't say it. How to make friends? <laughs> oh no! That, but that's such a like I said. Oh no! But actually, that's think, that's such a valid point as well. I think one of the biggest things they miss out in school or throughout childhood, and it's often given to the responsibility of parents, is to understand finances and the realities of finances in the future. Because no one ever tells you that you, (laughs) like, for the majority of people, it's going to be a big assumption that you have to pay rent and your bills and your food mm. and that sort of thing. Obviously, some people are in very lucky positions where they don't have to worry about that through parents and other resources. Yeah. And other people are in a much more unfortunate scenario where they can't afford that. But I think by giving people that knowledge in how to manage your finances as well, mm. you might then start to help avoiding this sort of culture where there's debt and people put everything on HP because I've been caught out of that. And I thought I understood finance and my finances quite well, but I still spread myself too thin. And that resulted in me not being able to move to Spain when we started seeing each other or being in a relationship (laughs) for a couple of years. Yeah. That's how much it put me back. Mm. So being able, being taught that in school might be able to help people a lot. Yeah, no, I totally agree. But also, equally, I do want to go back to what you said before about making friends because a lot of like a lot of the work that I do in schools at the moment, there is such a huge element still of 
but I don't have any friends or I'm feeling really lonely or I don't, I don't have any close friends or I have no one I can really speak to. And I don't think that we're, we're taught that very well, never is, mind in childhood, is, but in adulthood as well. Like, this is something you said to me, and this is, again, the future will hold, depending on what the future brings, is like you said about schools in Spain. Mm. Schools in Spain, is it up to the year, at the age six or seven? They do hardly any curriculum and a lot of it is about socialising and building mm. friendships and interacting with people and basically being a kid. Yeah. Whereas as far as we're in the UK, there is those elements obviously during breaks and stuff, but it's still heavily maths, English, science. Well, I suppose in, I mean, in the British curriculum, you're looking at like year one, there is an element of maths, English and science, of course. Um, but in early years, in like reception and things, it is very much playing and doing a little bit here and there. Um, but I just think even later on, though, we're not we're not really taught how to make friends. We're not taught the resilience needed for friendships. We're not taught um, how to overcome arguments in friendships and yeah, things well, just, like that. Yeah, just and those little things like people often get to the stage well. I don't know if I should message this person. Message this person because they haven't messaged me. Yeah. So you end up in this stalemate. Yeah. Of one person thinking they don't want to speak to you mm. because the other person hasn't messaged and yeah. vice versa, and like people are so used to waiting or I don't know maybe it's just my non-existent friends <laughs> <laughs> where it happens but it sounds really silly but it is called a phone. Because phones are designed to call people. What? So why don't you just call people? Like it, <laughs> no, because texting is still very disconnected. Because a lot of things can um, be... I think a lot of people prefer a text to a phone call. No, but what I'm saying is text can often be misinterpreted. Whereas okay. if you phone someone, if mm. you haven't spoken to them for a while, it's different. And it's sometimes nice to call people. It is nice to call people. You do like a phone call, don't you, Phrase? You like a good old chat. Yeah, I do like a phone call. Um... But you like voice notes. I love I a voice a, note. I, I don't know if that's a UK thing now, but it was definitely a big Spanish thing, wasn't it? Yeah, for It was definitely it was. a big Spanish thing before I moved to Spain, and it definitely wasn't a thing in the UK. Um, they love a voice note. I think as well, going back to that whole friendship thing in, in school and stuff, the thing that I always say to young people, no matter what their age is, and like I'm saying it to you now listening, because this counts for everyone... There are still people in your life that you will love, that you will be friends with, that you will think are incredible, who will change your life, who you have not met yet. Yeah. And I think that that's, that just holds so much hope. Because I didn't, like, my two best friends, Laura and Lucy, Laura, I did go to school with Laura in secondary school for all of about six months. We had, like, this crossover period. We weren't friends in secondary school. Um, we knew of each other. It's not like we were enemies or anything. Um, but we became really friendly. We actually met again online on Twitter, didn't realise we knew each other and then just happened to kind of go, wait, where are you from? And what school did you go to? Um, and that was like, gosh, when we were like, I don't know, 20-ish, 21. Um, but... <laughs> But, like, we knew of each other. that It wasn't like we didn't know of each other throughout our teenage years. Like, whenever I used to go back to Lou um, and see all of you lot, um, I would hear about Laura, but we didn't... Our, our paths didn't really cross very much. And then, Lucy, I also met online, actually, on 
goodness knows, probably through um, our blogs at the time. And um, she, we got, we got talking and like, she's one of my very best friends now too. Um, but that's only been like for the past couple of years. So, it, you know, I, I just think that holds so much hope, doesn't it? Yeah, I think I was, with the school thing again, I also think the curriculums need to be modernised as well to mm. obviously the present day because I saw it on Instagram where people were saying, why don't they teach you about social media in school or the dangers of the internet? Like, I know they teach you the dangers of, I don't know, going on the wrong website, for example, but they don't teach you about the, or maybe they do, but as far as I'm aware, they don't teach you about the easiness to fake a profile or just keyboard warrior someone and edit images yeah. and even videos yeah. and stuff like that. It's, I don't know. It's, there is a lot of media literacy still required in schools, I think. I think that's really important too. Yeah, I think there's a lot of... I think... I don't know, school's weird. Didn't like it. <laughs> um, right, finally, Phrase. It's my last question for you. Unless Have you got anything else you would like to ask me or anything you would like to say before I ask the final question? I've got... A, I'll, ask you if I, I'll ask you a question at the very end. Right. It's a very important question, so you think deep, long and hard about it when I ask you. Okay. Um, Phrase, my final question for you is, how will you be kind to yourself this week? I'm going to eat more brownie, and I? Lovely. I also, do love a brownie. Also... Depending on the weather the weekend, I might go for a bike ride. Mm, that'll be nice. Okay, go on then. What's your question? What's your favourite dinosaur? Oh, Fraser, this question. Fraser, no, do you want to... explain it. I just want to know. My favourite dinosaur is... Actually, scrap that. I have got a question and oh. you can't cop out of this. Who's your favourite cat? No. Fraser... I do not have a favourite cat. I don't. And, I can and you see have got to. Punk over there. <laughs> You've got to stop saying that I've got a favourite. I don't have a favourite. You used to favourite. No, I he don't is. have a favourite. That is all for this season of the Nourishing Soulfully podcast. That's it. Season two. It's a wrap. Can you believe it? Wow. 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 Thank you so much for listening along. Um, Every episode of this season has been has had a guest, which has been really, really cool. If Epic. you haven't heard them all, you can go back and listen to them. There's also season one full of lots of little self-kindness um, kind of tips and tricks and chats with just me. It is a podcast. Um, you just chat on your own. Yeah. That's sad. That's like me every day. Actually, do you know what? I chatted with Tina as well. Tina used to sit with me in Perry. Yeah. Um it's been an absolute pleasure. I have loved doing the podcast. Keep your eyes peeled um, for season three, which will be out in 2022 at some point. I haven't <laughs> planned it yet. I haven't thought about when that's coming. Um, it's like the James Bond film, which took me two years to release. Yeah. And if you have got any questions, any suggestions, do pop an email over to peter at nourishingsoulfully.com. Um, and you can find me on Instagram at Nourishing Soulfully. And I hope you have the most wonderful end to 2021, if you're listening to this in 2021. Um, and I will catch you on the flip side. Sending lots and lots of love your way. Thanks, Cat Dad, for coming on for the final podcast episode. Thank you, Cat Mum. <laughs> and as a little reminder, 
because you are a Soulful Nourisher now. You've listened to an episode. As Soulful Nourishers, we know that resting is an investment in ourselves, our well-being, our energetic capacity. We know that play is not just for children, it enables souls of all ages to connect to creativity and joy. As Soulful Nourishers, we know that food is love and joy. It fuels, connects and creates. It is culture, tradition and nourishment. We know that breaks give our mind time to refocus. And we know that relaxing is the act which creates energy. It is not a waste of time. Above all, as Soulful Nourishers, we know that we are doing the best we can with the resources, time, energy, knowledge, wisdom, experience and capacity that we have to hand, always. Be gentle, be kind. You're doing the best you can, always. With lots of love, Peter and the cats.